Hello and welcome to Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. My name is Andrea Lendy, author of the book and Bible reader and studier for over a decade. And I'm excited to share some thoughts with you about today's reading. Welcome to day 294 of Reading the Bible Cover to Cover in 365 Days. Let us pray. Oh Lord, thank you for your word and the freedom to be able to read your word and learn about you. Help us hear the message you have for us today. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, let's see what Jesus is teaching in Matthew chapter 27. The chief priests and elders consulted to put Jesus to death, and they brought him to Pilate. Meanwhile, Judas is remorseful for his sin of giving up Jesus for the 30 pieces of silver. There is significance in this sum of money. 30 pieces of silver was the amount of money paid to a master if their slave was accidentally killed. It was not a large sum of money, for we are told it was about $21.60. But its meaning is significant. Judas threw the money into the holy place of the temple. This same act was done by Zechariah in Zechariah chapter 11, verses 12 and 13, when he was paid to shepherd a flock of sheep that was to be slaughtered. The Lord told Zechariah to throw the coins in the same way, which was prophetic for this time that we read about now. Pilate asked Jesus if he was the king of the Jews, and Jesus answered him one time as he said, You have stated the fact. But he didn't answer or refute any of the charges the chief priests made against him. Verse 18 tells us Pilate knew that envy was at the heart of all the charges the chief priests brought against Jesus. Pilate's wife even sent him news of a painful dream she had had about Jesus and pleaded with him to not harm him. But the yelling and screaming of all the people persuaded Pilate otherwise. Then the torture began. After the torture, Jesus was nailed to the cross where he suffered their verbal abuse. There was darkness for three hours before Jesus breathed his last breath. The curtain was torn in two, which we know could have only been done by God, for it was too large to be torn by mere men. Then there was an earthquake, and then many of the saints who had died were raised and went into town and talked to the people. The centurion and those watching Jesus die became frightened because they recognized he was in fact the Messiah. Let's see what we can learn from Hebrews chapter 8. The author is again comparing the Levitical priestly duties to what Jesus offers us. Jesus offers salvation for eternity, while the priests only offer temporary forgiveness of sins for the people as they sacrifice to the Lord. Jesus' forgiveness is forever. We are forgiven because of his one sacrifice, the blood he shed for us. Verse 10 reads similar to verses written by the prophet Jeremiah in chapter 31. God will put his laws in the Israelites' minds and hearts, and they will be his people, and he will be their God. God's promises never fail. They always come to pass. May we know the Lord imprints his laws on our hearts and worship him as our God because we are his people. And we see the Old and New Testaments collide as Jeremiah 31 is in our reading today. Verse 12 says, For I will be merciful and gracious toward their sins, and I will remember their deeds of unrighteousness no more. God is merciful. Google's definition of mercy is compassion or forgiveness shown towards someone whom it is within one's power to punish or harm. God has the power to punish us, but he chooses not to. He chooses mercy, compassion, and forgiveness over punishment. His love is so great, it reaches down and covers us. The Lord chooses forgiveness. He sees us as unblemished. If only we could see ourselves and others in the same unblemished way as Jesus teaches, seeing ourselves and others as perfectly covered by his blood. Well, let's see what Jeremiah is prophesying in chapter 31. This chapter is full of God's promises for his people. They are wonderful promises for us all to hold on to. 
Just as we read in Hebrews today, Jeremiah prophesies that God's law will be within his people. He will be their God and they will be his people. Verse 34 says, For I will forgive their iniquity and I will seriously remember their sin no more. We are blessed to live after the Messiah has come and to live forgiven of all our sins. In chapter 32, Jeremiah is put in prison because of his prophecy against his people. King Zedekiah didn't like that he was being prophesied against, even though he could see everything Jeremiah prophesied was coming to pass. Babylon was in its final stage of overtaking Jerusalem. During Jeremiah's imprisonment, his cousin comes to see if he wants to redeem a piece of property that is due him. Jeremiah executes the purchase and a deed for the property is acquired. This was to show him and the people that God had not forgotten about them. He was going to bring them back to their land eventually. After God's purpose in chastising them was complete, they would live in their land once again. Verse 27 shows us the power of Almighty God and says, Behold, I am the Lord, the God of all flesh. Is there anything too hard for me? Everything is in God's hands, everything. And for the time being, God was going to let his people live in captivity. But again, there are better promises in verses 38 through 44. God will be almighty in their eyes again. He will give them a heart to revere him. He will make an everlasting covenant with them and they will never depart from him again. They will never be overtaken by any other nations again. May we live confidently in the promises of the Lord. Let's see what we can learn in Psalm 113. This is another psalm of praise to the Lord. The psalmist gives the Lord credit for everything under the sun. In verses 7 and 8, he writes, The Lord lifts up the poor and needy, that he may seat them with princes, even with princes of his people. Yes, the Lord cares for all his people. We can be thankful that the Lord doesn't require us to have riches before he showers us with his grace. Verse 9 is underlined in my Bible and says, He makes the barren woman to be a homemaker and a joyful mother of spiritual children. Raise the Lord. Hallelujah. The Lord has a plan for each of us. We are made for his purpose. We are seen by him. He knows our hearts because he made them, and he will give us the desires of our hearts as we seek him. Let us pray. O oh Lord, thank you for your living word. Thank you for being faithful to your people and to us. Help us always worship you in good times and bad. Thank you for saving us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for walking this journey with me and being a faithful reader of God's word. I pray that he shows himself as the God who loves you deeply and cares about every detail in your life. Come back tomorrow for some more thoughts and insights as you read God's word.